Hello, hello. Welcome to the Home Spun Yak with hopefully better audio this week because last week was an absolute disaster. How's it going, Kyle? It's going well. I think the audio has improved drastically. <laughs> yeah, it's except gone. Zencaster has given us a <laughs> warning, so we'll see if it drops out in the middle somewhere. <laughs> That'd be appropriate given what's going on. Yeah, maybe my computer has a virus. Uh-oh. I'm sure no one else can relate. <laughs> <laughs> Have you looked at the numbers? No, I was uh, relying on you for that. What are the okay, numbers? I, d- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me quickly I, look I did it up. see something earlier today. Um, but you just never, uh. you can never really be sure because i feel like there's so many different conflicting numbers and on different outlets but go ahead if you've got something (laughs) okay with our unreliable (laughs) numbers here um this is fox news you're looking at right (laughs) fox news that's a highly that's all i'll accept (laughs) okay um there are 257,000 active cases right now uh, 12,000 of them are in serious condition. Uh, but in total, like overall throughout the entire history of cur- this COVID-2 or COVID-19, is there have been 375,000 cases, 16,000 deaths, and 101,000 people have recovered. Wow. So, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's, it's getting it's up there. I don't remember. Yeah, that's definitely significant. Yeah. I saw that the U.S. Uh, U.S. Surgeon General said something. He had this one quote that said, "It's going to get really bad this week." <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, so that really instilled a lot of uh, a, a lot of confidence in uh, in how things are going to be going. Oh my God! Yeah, I think that would probably warrant a response from you know even more businesses and people to to cease all activity or at least stay home if they weren't already yeah Yeah. well they've got that whole like shelter in place thing right now where people aren't allowed to leave except to get groceries Um, yeah i think in montreal you might you you could get fined up to a thousand dollars for not practicing uh social distancing policies wow that's wow which that I mean, can get into some other kind of shady grounds. And yeah. shady, I mean, I don't know if shady is the right word, but once you start implementing fines for people, you know, just leaving their own premises to go out into the world, that can uh, right. ruffle some feathers, especially here in the U.S. of all places. Oh, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, I know a lot of Republicans are like, no, you ain't going to tread on my rights. <laughs> Which, imagine, imagine that stay in that stay in place order in Texas. Oh, my God. I People wonder how well that's going to work. Just willingly, like they were already at home and they're like, no, nah, we're going out. <laughs> exactly. Put your guns with I, you. I would feel scared for the police force because yeah. <laughs> they'd have to enforce it and people would not yeah, be happy. They wouldn't do it there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, Canada seems to be pretty strict on 
a lot of those things right now. Yeah, Canadian land. Yeah. And uh, Ca- California, Ohio, New York, I think, is another one. They all, Oh, actually, uh, no, I guess Maryland hasn't yet, but I just read an article like five minutes before we went on um, that said that Mar- the Maryland governor said that all non-essential businesses are to close so yeah which which was to be expected like it just happened you know it seems like it's happening it's kind of a standard that seems to be happening across the entire united states at this point but the projections are saying something along the lines of like you're going to see the highest like the peak of coronavirus infections at uh in the middle of april will be the the height so probably i mean definitely it'll hit into the millions of people with uh, coronavirus. Wow. So the hi- the peak yeah. of it is going to be like mid late April, you think, or early April? Yeah, mid mid to late April and then they're going to it's going to die back down throughout summer and then it's going to come back up in around like September, October. Uh they're going to have another like peak of coronavirus infections that's not to say that there won't be any infections over summer right there will um it's just not going to be as severe the line will go as, down yeah right <laughs> a line will go down <laughs> but i um i specifically wanted to talk about this topic actually because uh i've been releasing some coronavirus content on physionic mm-hmm. and the response has been absolutely hilarious really uh the the number of conspiracy theories i literally dropped this video today so (laughs) we're recording this on monday i dropped this just a few hours ago and i mean i will say it's taken off i've gotten thousands of views on it but the yeah which is great but the the comments the people that are so upfront about their opinions are definitely the conspiracy theorists and it is so funny to to just read what they have to say uh <laughs> like okay so would you, you like to hear what you have some in front of oh, i do okay i do i do would you like to hear what jim johnson has to say <laughs> definitely his real name by the way <laughs> oh for sure for sure <laughs> you know these guys these people just ooze republican like oh, i don't yeah. i don't I, I don't like to i don't necessarily like to pigeonhole people but it's just it's it just comes off this way but anyway <laughs> uh so so at at one point i said that the the virus is is not man-made so this video that i i created was about the fact that the virus isn't man-made for a number of reasons so he points out a few different timestamps wherein I, I make an argument for why it's not man-made uh, based off of scientific evidence. So he says, at 150, nice try, but what if they didn't want to make it deadlier? Okay, genius, at 422, <laughs> you say they suck at making the virus. Do you mean the one that w- that has killed thousands of people and destroyed the world economy? And then naturally, it wouldn't be a conspiracy theorist without a billion people exclamation marks and with 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 capitalized letters and then after that he finishes it with research 9-11 and get back to me (laughs) 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 so i do you know about this 9-11 what 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 significance is that i i haven't ever heard of it (laughs) uh i mean Uh, 
yeah, it's just clearly people with nothing better to do who are already just disgruntled about their own lives and just want to, I don't know, get attention maybe. I don't know. It's it's pretty funny. I've the, definitely another heard one, conspiracies, but go on with the other. Another guy, another person with the the username, what, huh? That's so. That's it. Mm. And he he said, a masterful way at socially diverting the people's attention off the fact that it is indeed <laughs> man made in a Chinese biological weapons laboratory in the 1960s. Nice try, but you can't fool all of us because some of us are more informed than the general public. <laughs> I mean, I just love how they don't cite at all where they are getting nope. their information or list. Oh, sometimes sometimes they, they send me a video, which is like two hours long. So I clicked on this one video yeah. by this doctor, and the, the person who commented, I, I can't find it, but they said... Uh, this per this doctor, what's his name, will will have more credentials than you'll ever dream of having, whoa. or something along those lines. I know. I was really offended. I was like, "Whoa, my God, my feelings! <laughs> they might they might be injured." Uh, but I clicked on the video, and it's all in Chinese. So oh. I don't know how the hell I'm supposed to understand any of what's being said, uh, or I don't even know. I don't even know what the, if this person understood it, but maybe they did. Um, I remember there was one that that really got me. It's talking about how, oh, about HIV. Okay, here it is. Uh, so this is by Erwa. Okay, mm -hmm. so Erwa. You did not mention the four proteins in this virus that do not occur in nature. Indian scientists also have found two HIV proteins inserted into this virus. It's 100% ma'am made. <laughs> it, is, it is impossible for this virus to have mutated this way. <laughs> because two Indian doctors have discovered that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, list two, the two names. Indian. Don't list, you know, where. Nope. Nope. No citations. Just Indian nothing. doctors. This could be. Just, there's just four, four proteins, which, by the way, in a, like, in a biological system, let's say let's say in a cell, you're talking about literally billions of proteins. So having <laughs> sharing four, four proteins, <laughs> the four proteins. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. And the, he, he's claiming that uh, HIV is not a natural virus either; that it's it's man-made as well. So huh. okay. it's it's pretty remarkable. Like the the, the the stories that these people come up with is is just insane. I've gotten a lot of economists jump on here saying like the eco economic war between China and the U.S. and then they just say bioweapons, mm. and then um, absolutely zero evidence any to any of the claims he's made. It's nothing more than his opinion, which it is technically. <laughs> yeah, but the. People, people are people really people are highly love to... opinionated extremely early on in this whole process. It's like yeah. just oh, now, oh, yeah. it's just now starting to really settle in for I think everybody. Where it's like, all right, now we need to practice these measures and whatever. Everybody's on board with that, and and yet we now have experts. <laughs> 
everywhere popping up like everywhere don't listen. and like i totally understand you know don't believe everything the government says but sure like you know do your own research and you know obviously there's untrustworthy actors in every single field but at the same time i mean <laughs> i don't see anyone it, you know uh getting an advantage out of this this worldwide disease i mean there's no one who's like profiting from this in any way for themselves their government or the people i just can't see yeah. like the angle you would design this to just mess up everything but you know even china's suffering terribly bad oh yeah know? i mean not just health wise but economic wise you know yeah and they're probably yeah, going to take exactly. a hit you know when this dies down you know because that's where it came out of and not that people are like you know screw china it's their fault you know even if it was not intentional which it wasn't um but it just causes people to reassess their overall faith in certain products they might be getting from china and certain you know practices that they're conducting in their those wet markets and and things like that right. it's like that kind of shined a light on that which is obviously putting a huge negative light on china from a lot of people who weren't privy to that information before it's like it's been going on forever and there's been there i mean you can speak on this how how frequent you know things can jump from animal to human as far as viral infections go yeah that's been that's been actually a source of real i've i've been really annoyed with the whole situation i mean beyond the the obvious stuff of you know it's killing people and all that stuff which isn't a mere annoyance like right. that's that's actually tragic but the the fact that in the last 20 years we've had three different coronavirus well two different specific coronavirus uh, outbreaks and then one MERS uh, outbreak, which mm -hmm. is similar, uh, come out of China in 20 years. Like at, at a certain point, all the other countries have to be like, okay, guys, <laughs> these these wet markets, like what whatever's going on, you guys need to regulate this stuff a lot better because clearly it's just fucking over the, the entire world economy over and over and over again three times yeah. i mean come on yeah How, the the chinese government really needs to do something about it yeah i mean just unsanitary practices that are so just normal there it's been normalized that it's like we don't even know this is not sanitary in most places there where here it's like yeah. i'm not going anywhere near that you know even if we didn't know about this disease it's still like wow, that, it just, just seems so insane to be conducting business like that or, you know, to, to, to have food, you know, sold in that sort of environment is just uh, unfathomable to most nations in the world, not just us. Yeah. yeah, and think about the fact that with like a virus like that, 
You would have cut down the risk substantially if you weren't killing the animals right then and there because the cells would die, right? Yeah. So they, 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 they wouldn't be alive anymore. They wouldn't be able to replicate any more virus. And you wouldn't get this cross-contamination of the, of the virus. That's not to say that viruses would get eradicated or anything. They would still occur. But it's just, it's just that one factor. Like you, you're, you're literally stacking animals on top of one yeah. another. They're just bleeding Bound and pooping be... and peeing and everything on top yeah. of one another. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like how, how and it happened two times and before. Yeah, and people are just handling it with just their bare hands and like exchanging yeah. it. People are sick coming through that market. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's literally just a vi- a virus like dream. That yeah. that whole yeah. scenario. They're just like thriving in that area and and one has gotten out and it's achieved its mission yeah imagine if it were even deadlier than it is I know. you know that would be that would be even more terrifying yeah I, and it just shows I, you that you know we had no control over this thing getting out i mean once it got out nope. it's like we can try to which we're doing now we're trying to flatten the curve is what they're saying right but yeah, yeah, like you said, this could this could be so much deadlier, you know, than it than it is. It's already pretty bad. Yeah. We're we're really fortunate that it's not like the Ebola virus, which right. kills I mean, the average is fifty percent of cases. <sighs> so can you imagine that? I mean, you're perfectly healthy. This is 50% in perfectly healthy people. In people with pre existing conditions, the death rate is ninety percent with the Ebola virus. Like imagine wow. if you had an airborne virus and it's perfectly possible to happen one day, an airborne virus that is as deadly as Ebola. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's not, would un- shut it's not down impossible countries. though. No, no, no. It, it could, it yeah. could absolutely happen. It could absolutely happen at some point. Um, and that's the scary part. We're, we're lucky yeah. that Cove two is that this coronavirus is, not as deadly as something like that. I mean, it's certainly deadlier than the flu, which is already incredibly unfortunate. But beyond that, it's not nearly as deadly as something like Ebola, which, by the way, dying by Ebola, that your your organs literally start bleeding out and you just die a slow, painful, isolated death. It's, it's absolutely atrocious. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and we've seen, you know, recently how that has affected Africa just yeah. on TV. And you always it just in the back of your mind, you're like, wow, that's over there. Luckily, you know, it's I won't be affected by that. Like you, you see it and you know it's real, but it's not real in your world. Whereas now this is like a preview or like a smaller level mm. kind of test run for something potentially as deadly as that because i mean it's happened throughout human history so many times i mean i've been listening to this audio book by dan carlin from um hardcore history podcast Mm. he wrote a he wrote a book called the end is always near (laughs) apocalyptic moments from the bronze age collapse to nuclear near misses and it's just talking about you know everything that's happened throughout the course of human history where we've almost completely you know either obliterated ourselves or up 
a deadly virus or disease has wiped us out. And he just talks about all the different times that that's happened. And he wrote this, and I think it came out like early this year or late last year. So, I mean, the timing couldn't have been (laughs) more impeccable because there's a whole chapter on, you know, pandemics. And he's talking about the same thing. Like, you know, talked about the Black Plague and all these things that wiped out a third of the world's population at the time and you know how you basically die in isolation because no one wants to come near you so it's doubly as uh intense and horrifying um and just how yeah we've seen those we've learned from those things but you know as we continue to grow in population, you know, it's just inevitable that new things are going to arise and it could be just as deadly as, as back then because we don't have really, we just don't have a say in what could pop up, you know. That's why we just have to be vigilant in sanitary practices, I guess, going forward. But it yeah, was just totally. really, <clears throat> it was just really couldn't have been better timing to start that that book because it's, it's really, really fascinating. Um, yeah. So how is, uh, how has coronavirus affected you actually? What's like, what's work been like? Um, well, all restaurants basically are shut down with the exception of like curbside to go orders, Yeah. which some are, you know, some have the capability to do and some just don't. I mean, some are like fine dining where it's like, we don't do to go orders but um i talked to shane a lot to get you know his perspective um because he works for trophy and he said that he's last week was one of like the busiest weeks of his life working there (laughs) because they had they i think they um well they switched it to go only so everyone's kind of now working from home they would have yeah. gone out. They, you know, grocery stores are kind of sparse with yeah. stuff no, anyway, totally. and um, so they're just getting pounded with to-go pizza orders, which is great because you never want to see restaurants, especially ones that you you love and ones that are local and you've seen kind of start from the beginning and have great success. You never want to see anybody struggle or have to go under and I think a lot of people will um, in that field but luckily they're doing really well and they're selling a lot of to-go beer um, as well so I've seen a lot of support for local businesses um, in general like people in the restaurant scene banding together and coming up with new and cool innovative ideas on how to still make money and raise awareness so it's caused a lot of people to switch gears and reassess. Um, but as far as like retail stores and grocery stores, I mean, they're still having huge profit from wine because people are coming by to load up on wine and beer and liquor or whatever um, because they know they're going to be at home with their family or whoever for a long time and they can't go out and drink. So now they have to drink here, um, in their home. So they're like, I'll buy a couple cases of whatever, 
just to have. And then, yeah, so that the retail side of it is doing really well for now. So hopefully that continues. But uh, so it's been it's been interesting, but you just have to adapt to what's going on. And it's uncharted waters for everybody. So there's no sense in you know, blaming yourself or somebody else for things that might be going south in anything. It's just you have to kind of take it day by day and realize that some things that you are living with maybe you are not necessary and you can cut out for a little bit of time um, and just try to, to uh, remain positive, really. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I think uh, so far everything's going pretty well. Obviously, it's not ideal, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) for anybody, I mean, not just the alcohol or restaurant industry, but everybody's going to take a hit, and you just got to realize that. You're just going to take a hit, but you got to kind of remain positive and go outside the box a little bit. Yeah, I think I was talking to my dad about this. I I think that people aren't really realistically looking at this whole situation. Like if if people are considering the coronavirus itself, they're considering the how it's spreading and, you know, all that stuff with social isolation. I think one thing that those individuals aren't considering because they're, you know, pushing social isolation, which they should, but we can't keep that up month after month after month. I mean, one, people are just going to go insane, to, to yeah. be completely frank. Uh, to, to tell everybody, especially, I mean, keep in mind, we're not just talking people in North Carolina. Uh, we're talking people in like big cities like New York where they're, they're in a studio apartment by themselves. And you expect these people to just stay in their apartment for months? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just not realistic. But I mean, beyond that, though, like beyond the mental health aspect, I do think that the economy just can't afford to just be shut, literally shut down for months at a time. So I think eventually the economy is going to force itself back to life, uh, regardless of whatever's happening with the coronavirus, regardless of what's happening yeah. with what's going on in hospitals and how they're being just completely bombarded with, with cases. Uh, I know you mentioned it earlier, the flatten the curve idea. I mean, that's all great for this week and last week. Right. Uh, And maybe a few more weeks, but beyond that, like the economy just can't survive, especially if unemployment gets up to what 30%. That's the projection right now. And I'm sure it's going to keep increasing from there. Right. And, then business is not making any money. I mean, the government can give out a thousand dollars a month, and that's that's just not gonna. No. That's not gonna cut it. That is not it. gonna cut it. No, uh, and I I just don't feel like people are really taking that into consideration. That the medical aspect is incredibly important, but I think the economic aspect is eventually just going to have to take precedent over oh, yeah. the medical aspect. And unfortunately, a lot more people are going to die as a result. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, yeah, like in those big cities where it's just, it's inevitable that you're going to have to be in contact with a lot of people. 
And after right. after a certain amount of time, people just want to go on with their normal lives. But I don't know if everything will be normal even once this kind of panic subsides even. I think a lot of people are going to be changed. A lot of businesses are going to change the way they do things. Um, right. They're going to probably come up with ways and systems for people to work from home a lot easier now. I think that was a trend anyway before this, but now especially they're going to be, you're going to have access to do your job effectively from your home. Um, right. Which is a good thing, just being versatile in general. But a lot of people, like you said, were just not prepared at all financially for taking this kind of hit. And no one had the foresight that, this would end up becoming what it's become. So as far as savings, you know, for people, I mean, people got a mortgage, they've got a family. I mean, you know, it's uncertain. It's definitely uncertain times. And I mean, a thousand dollars a month, you know, nobody's going to turn that down. But at the same time, I don't know if that's going to be enough for most people to continue living the way that they were living before. I mean, so much debt is now going to continue to rise too. Right. Yeah. I, I definitely don't think it's going to be enough. Uh, I think people take that money and I'm sure they're not going to be spending it on the economy. They're going to be using it to pay rent or whatever it might be, pay for groceries, but they're definitely not going to be like, Hey, let's go out and splurge and let's go out and have a fun time on the town. And, like you said, I, I think after this social distancing thing starts to wear off, like, you know, where we see the coronavirus cases starting to slow down like they are in South South Korea and China, assuming that the China numbers are real. And um, I mean, even then, it's going to be really difficult because people are going to be thinking about, OK, well, I lost X amount of thousands of dollars of potential income. So are they going to be willing to actually go out and party and have all that stuff, which I'm sure they will, like maybe initially just because they've been cooped up for a month. Uh, But like after that initial point, they're going to be looking at their finances and being like, nah, nah, I'm not I'm not doing anything. Yeah, This is always going to be in the back of their mind. Right. Scenario like this. Yeah. Which and it could come back. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, having said that, do you think there's any positivity that could come out of something like this? Uh, yeah, I think that overall people are going to take the CDC more more seriously. I mean, you're still going to have the anti-vax people that are complete idiots. But, yeah. um, like, beyond that, yeah, I think people take CDC more seriously. The government will. I hope that Republicans will take the CDC more seriously. And I also think that hospitals in general will hopefully start to restructure a little bit where they're not just wasting money. Uh, where they actually start to have these kind of rainy day funds or these kinds of uh, depots. And I think the U.S. government hopefully will start having these depots for any potential further pandemics that might occur in the future. Because, uh, we're I mean, we're definitely going to get through this. Like, I, you know, I, I have no doubt in my mind that we will, but it's going to be a drawn out process. It's going to be at least several months, but most likely till the end of the year that we're going to be we're going to be going through this because we're really fortunate too because the coronavirus uh, vaccine is 
is like six months ahead of schedule. Uh, so that's, that's way, that's like, that's the best possible right. case scenario. So eventually once people get vaccinated, we'll, we'll be over this, but we do have to learn, like you said, people have to be changed by this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is the, without, without reducing the people that have been, you know, killed and died from this or going through severe complications. Uh, this is the mildest thing that we could have hoped for like it was worse than the flu so it scared us right and it changed our entire society it changed how we do things but at least it wasn't as bad as like ebola like an airborne Mm -hmm. ebola would would literally have killed probably like a half of the world's population like you'd be talking like 3.5 4 billion people would be dead you're not talking like one to two million people which is still an insane amount of people one to two million people. And again, I don't want to at all diminish those individual deaths. It's just, I'm just saying that in the big picture, how things could have turned out. And I think what we can learn from this, we have to learn something from this now, as opposed to hoping for in the future that this just won't happen again, especially from fucking China. Because apparently, apparently it, they all the countries every country including russia everyone needs to needs to tell china we're going to put massive economic sanctions on you if you if you keep if you don't regulate these these wet markets oh no doubt i mean also just you know i've never had bat before um (laughs) (laughs) but uh just don't eat bat Right? I mean, just don't eat that anymore. I mean, maybe that was a part of your cuisine for a while, but hopefully now you've cut that out of your diet. Um, and we can kind of move on without eating that. But, yeah, you gotta you got to look at yourself in the mirror for sure on a, you know, individual level as well as a nationwide level too, just because – one person can obviously have a worldwide impact in a pretty negative way. I mean, yeah. And I think a lot of, you know, another side effect of this is a lot of people's, you know, they're, they just, they've never experienced something like, well, no one really has experienced something like this. And now everyone's distancing from one another and, it just feels like a much more negative atmosphere when you go out in public, like if you go to the grocery store or something, it's just like everybody's got gloves on and a mask on and nobody's making eye contact with anybody. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know. I just don't want people to, to get mad or blame other people or like lose faith in, their neighbor basically because no one is in control here right so you can't get mad at something that you have no control over you you don't necessarily fully understand because that will just lead to you know high anxiety and more emotional reactions rather than rational thinking it through and just kind of letting it play out and doing your part to to ensure that you're not endangering other people while still maintaining a friendly etiquette towards right. other people. Cause you know, there's going to be some backlash and 
you know, there's already been instances of, you know, racism towards Asian people, which is just, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, unfortunately, that's happened and will probably continue to happen. And it's just a shame because people just need to really just just understand that it's nobody's fault and you just got to try to remain as calm as possible because everybody's going through it, not just you, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. One thing to definitely understand is it's not Asians fault. Mm -hmm. Even, I mean, Chinese people, it's not their fault. Right. I will say it's their government's fault to a degree because they should have had these regulations in place after, you know, two previous times, but, but you can't blame like, let's say that butcher or whoever that, I mean, he's just been doing the same thing for 20 years. Right. Why, why would he think, or why would she think, or why would they think that? Just trying to make a uh, living. Exactly. Like, why would they be like, oh, I have to worry about this because I, you know, a virus could appear. Like, <laughs> they're not thinking about that. No. Of course not. That's not their fault. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, aside from uh, coronavirus, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you have anything on your mind? <laughs> Uh, well, not a whole lot else. I mean, I, I had written down a few things, but um, they were mainly <laughs> coronavirus. related to that and just how <laughs> how diseases have been spread, you know, through not natural causes, but just genetic mutations from animal to human and right. throughout the course of history based on this book that I'm listening to now. It just yeah. found it interesting that, you know, we can have certain things arise and then we begin to study them. And uh, you can actually, well, he mentioned that uh, we have uh, smallpox. The United States and Russia both have smallpox and their arguments for not destroying them are mainly because we want to have these we want to have these samples to be able to continue to do research on and study for the future which is true and i understand that but also another is because the potential to yeah for biological warfare which is also another terrifying yet realistic prospect that comes out of you know a conversation like this Uh, because it's happened in the past you know chemical warfare biological warfare in world war ii the uh the japanese dropped um fleas over china that were infected with the black plague (laughs) oh wow yeah they they did that in a certain part of china and infected a lot of people um so that that wasn't too long ago and no. I think now with people becoming more isolated, nation against nation, well, especially during the Cold War, it was very tense too, but um, it's always just another thing that can wreak havoc um, against your enemy, I guess. But I thought that was interesting that, you know, we've got certain, you know, diseases that we think are, have come and gone hundreds of years ago and would never come back around or else we, if they did, we'd be able to eradicate it pretty quickly. But, uh, 
Well, we've still got a lot of those crazy viruses and diseases um, which can be unleashed through a crazed maniac. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they're they're out there just in in general, right? It's just uh you know, it's it's rare to encounter them, but if you do, kind of like I mean there was a smallpox outbreak uh last year, I want to say in I don't exactly remember where it was, but I know there was a smallpox outbreak for specifically in people that weren't vaccinated for it. And uh you know, people at the CDC and people at the World Health Organization were just like just smashing their heads into the ground because they're just so frustrated by the fact that we had announced smallpox was eradicated, which it was um, as long as you were vaccinated for it in, in regions that, that, uh, that had uh, virulence to, to smallpox. And then it just like popped up again and people just refused to get vaccinated. It's, it's such a, it's such a weird thing. Like it's, you know, it's, it's a way that if you're if you're proactive and you think about things prospectively, then you're able to get rid of viruses. You're able to create vaccines and make sure that you never get them again. But unfortunately, um, <laughs> you just have certain people. I mean, I get that some people just can't because they're immunocompromised, but you do have certain people that just refuse to do it for whatever reason and uh, yeah but I mean keeping around smallpox and black plague for for the use of, as biological weapons is I it, it's it's in the exact same category for me as the insanity of having one person in different chunks of land deciding if we're going to drop nuclear bombs on another yeah. uh, l chunk of land that's inhabited by millions of people that have no animosity towards you. Right. But it's just like you rile up this nationalism that ends up becoming really destructive. And in reality, if you ended up meeting a person from that land, they would harbor no ill will yeah. towards you whatsoever. They're just You'd another person. have more person. in common with them than totally. you think, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So at the end of the day, everybody's just trying to survive. Yeah, do exactly. Do, so. Yeah, so keeping that stuff is, I I mean I, I get it in terms of studying it and whatnot. Um, I, the scientist in me, you know, I'll, I appreciate the curiosity aspect. But if it is literally just a curiosity aspect, I I don't think it's worth it to to even keep it around. But right. I mean, it, they're, they're they're never going to get rid of it, right? No. Because if China has some then America's like, well, we have right. to have some. And then France is going to be like, well, we have to have some. And it's just <laughs> yeah, like... I mean, it's just similar to nuclear weapons. Right, exactly. Exactly. It's like, well, they didn't... They have some still, so we're going to keep some still. Like, a lot was destroyed. And, you know, when the Soviet Union fell, they had to destroy a lot. And we committed to destroying a lot. But, I mean, do we really know if we did that or how many we did and we, what we told them we did and what they told us they did. And then in the meantime, they've done more and we've done more. So it's just, it just can, it can act as a deterrent, I guess, as well, knowing that, Hey, you've got them, but guess what? So do we. So 
right. don't use it. Whereas <laughs> if like we didn't have it, then it's like, oh, we can use it on you with no threat of retaliation. Yeah. So and I, I, it's like I, you I, can't I destroy you. them now. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. Yeah. And I, I promise yeah. you, you can you can grow this virus so, super quickly. Really? Like you, you can have one vial and just throw it on some human cells and suddenly you've just replicated it like a million times over. Yeah, it's it, to, to say that, oh, we got rid of most of it. That's like saying nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like saying you just need one gun to shoot someone and you've got a thousand. <laughs> so you get rid of 999 of them. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you could still easily kill this person. It's, it's such a, a, a pointless, pointless thing. Uh, I th- it's different with WMDs obviously because they don't self replicate. I mean, they don't, right. <laughs> they don't uh, end up creating millions more of themselves, but yeah, biological warfare is a scary thing. Yeah, and that's something that now I think a lot of people, I don't know necessarily that we need to, like, worry about it, but now it's definitely in the in the back of a lot more people's minds, you know, that the possibility is there due to diseases like this being easily replicated, you know? Yeah. Um, and how quickly they can spread. Yeah, for sure. But I hope that countries or nations or kingdoms or empires or however you want to describe them i hope that they have some sense of like huh if we release this it is going to get back to us yeah exactly (laughs) and it's going to kill a lot of our population as well yeah it's just so crazy how quickly something like this can spread because it hides and then it comes out yeah um or it you know, it's dormant in your system and then it expresses itself in symptoms or it doesn't and you're just a carrier. Um, But it's just crazy. I mean, I remember where they're like, oh, it's in Wuhan, China, and all these people are infected. And then it's like a week later, oh, this guy in Washington has it. And then it's like Wake County has, (laughs) it's like, wow. That was crazy. Yeah, when they announced North Carolina, they were like, Wake County. I was like, what? (laughs) It was so quick how it just went from the market in rural China to Wake County. Yeah. Yeah, So crazy. Um, Yeah. And then Italy just is getting ramrodded by this thing. Just I mean, what are, I think still a lot of people are, I mean, myself included, I mean, I know obviously the, the death rate f- for this is much higher if you are someone with pre-existing conditions and you're uh, over a certain age. But, I mean, let's right. say people, you know, 18 to 32 range. I mean, obviously, there's danger for contracting it, and then right. you'd experience symptoms. But um, I just don't. Do we have enough information with certain populations, or is that changing so rapidly day to day that we still don't really have a full picture of how severe this can be for everyone or just certain age groups? Well, they have. Uh, 
My understanding is that there are two different strains of Cove 2 that one of them is more severe than the other, but ultimately if you if you don't end up separating those two out, uh, you still get statistics that essentially ramp up, right? So actually really young people, you know, and they're like, I don't know, 14 younger, uh, they don't get very strong symptoms, uh, but people who are 18 to let's say 32 or 35, they also don't uh, get very strong symptoms. And then it just continues to ramp up. So as the older you get, the, the, the higher the risk is. But it's, it's really relatively like within the same range from like 18 to like 55. And then from, from then, you have these little bit larger b bumps that go from there. And if you're like, you know, 65 or older, then suddenly your risk increases substantially. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you're, if you have pre-existing conditions, like people keep pointing out, uh, I know there's a guy that came back from Disneyland and he was, I think, 32 and he died from coronavirus. But the, the news outlets conveniently kind of buried the fact that he had asthma and he he had just recovered from cancer and he had something else as well and then he got coronavirus like come on like that's that's such an extreme example yeah and that's not to, that's not to say that you can't have a few freak deaths like deaths that you're just like what that person was completely healthy like yeah. what in the world happened um that does happen uh, it's just sometimes it just it just happens but ultimately it's definitely far more dangerous for for people who who have pre-existing conditions or are are older and that's why it's affecting so many people in italy right uh, it's just Their population you know, is a lot older yeah exactly and then of course you're you're staying with your grandmother and your grandfather and mm -hmm. they're you know they're in the same house and it's just it's it's a really shitty situation it's just like the culture is playing against them right Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, it just seems like every day there's a more extreme measure that someone's taking. Right. Like as far as isolation-wise or taking precautions. Because um, last Friday I was supposed to go in and see my knee surgeon just for a checkup. And, right. And... Uh, He's like, hey, uh, we're going to Skype you now. Uh -huh. And I was like, okay. I mean, it it was fine for me, but I went to rehab today, um, physical therapy. And they're like, yeah, starting next week, we're going to Skype you now okay. to do exercises. And they're trying to like yeah. go forward, which is great. I mean, I, I totally get it because, you know, let's be real, a lot of older people are going to physical therapy. I think that's the majority yeah, that's of what point. they're seeing. Um, they mentioned that a lady who's 101 was coming in. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. And I was like, I don't know. That's like the best plan to let her come in. Cause I don't know. Everyone who works there is relatively young. I mean, 
I was it, I was really the only one there today, and everybody's you know wearing gloves and right. sanitizing everything after I touched it. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I just I felt like man, I don't know if that's the best plan to have her come in. But at the same time, you know, she's not gonna use Skype. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be able to do that with her via whatever. Yeah. Um, but I was just thinking, you know, if I had, if I had just had knee surgery a week before all this stuff happened, you know, I would be screwed. Basically there are certain things you need to go in and have them do to you right, in order right. to get better. But luckily I'm at a point now where I can do pretty much everything except for weights. Um, at home, which, you know, the gym closing that also sucks. And that, um, causes you to improvise if you want to continue to be active and healthy. And there's definitely ways to do that without having access to the gym. It's just, you got to make it happen yourself basically. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think that was one of the big things that I, I had to think about the, the gym closing. I, I'm obviously obsessed, but, um, there's a lot of people like me. There's a lot of people that are really obsessed and they start feeling like their mental health goes down the drain if they don't, if they aren't physically active. I mean, even you, right? Like when you, with the running, it became such a big part of your life that, uh, it, it really robs you of like, you just don't feel quite yourself. And in certain cases, like extremely not yourself, if you're not exercising and for me it's not just exercise like i need to know that i'm progressing forward Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. based on my capabilities so when when i saw the gyms or the gym started closing and then they even my apartment gym they closed uh at that point i was like well i mean i i'm gonna go crazy if i just sit in my apartment and just work like i know myself i would be working from dawn till dusk and then I would just wake up and do the same thing. But I, I also know that's not good for my mental health. Yeah. So, and I know a lot of other people were going through the same situation. I mean, on all the fitness forums that I plug into, there's so many people that are just going crazy. I mean, they, they don't know what to do with themselves uh, with this social isolation thing. So it's, yeah, it's tough. It's tough going. You really have to consider a lot. Yeah. But like you said, with the, the DPT, the, the physical therapist, it's bringing in a 101-year-old woman. Ooh. Yeah. That is that is quite something. That, you really have to be careful. Yeah. I don't know. They were like, we're probably going to call and just say, you, you know, it's best that you don't. I mean, just for your safety alone. Not that right. we've had any cases here, but you just never know. No, you don't. Yeah, Um, my university had its first case. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah, you you never know, but I thought it was cool how some people are, you know, like I said, improvising and being innovative and creative and coming up with new ideas and just ways to get around how you once were doing things normally and you can... Like David Goggins today did a live video <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram yeah. of his workout, 
and like 11,000. Like I, I checked because I was working when he was doing it, but I clicked on his uh, feed mm-hmm. and uh, he, he was like 15 minutes into it and uh, there was about 12,000 people viewing it. Um, yeah. So it's just a, that's a cool way to kind of stay active. And I mean, you know, he's not going to use this as an excuse. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) definitely not. So it was cool to kind of get a little insight into his like home workout routine. And he Mm. was answering questions that people were posting while he was doing it. And I probably had it on there for just 10 minutes, just on my phone, kind of looking at it. He, the man was doing lunges for 10 minutes straight and I turned it <laughs> off. He was still doing lunges. <laughs> I was like, all right. He's like, don't take a break. If you can, <laughs> if you take a break, no more than 15 seconds and get right back into it. <laughs> Try to do it at my pace. And it's like, what? <laughs> People were just probably dead from trying to do that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, it takes a certain mentality. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all that's been on my mind, as well as probably everyone else's <laughs> mind. Everyone on planet everyone Earth. On Earth. Yeah, it's just <laughs> crazy to go to the store and see so many things out, like eggs yeah. are out. Yeah. Like, what Do you have the new world? American currency? What is that? Toilet paper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was talking to my dad about that earlier today. I was like, who, who, there must have been one person that was, that just decided toilet paper was going to be it. And you, like everybody in the store just saw this guy with, with three carts yeah. just stacked full of toilet paper. And they were like, I need toilet paper. I need to have to. And it just and set it off this just frenzy. Like the coronavirus. And it spread just like the coronavirus. And people are in their houses now with just mountains of toilet paper. And none of the symptoms of coronavirus right. have anything to do with your ass. <laughs> <laughs> people are like, lung infection? I need toilet, toilet yeah. paper. <laughs> And water. Oh. I need so much bottled water. So much bottled water. Yeah. Don't, it's crazy. Don't get a filter and just use your tap water. Don't do that. No, 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 no. Just no. buy as much plastic as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the environment for the next few months. Right. I'll be vegan and environmentally friendly yeah. on another day. <laughs> but today, <laughs> I will fight for my toilet paper and my water. So bizarre what our priorities are in times like this. What it just intrigues me so much what people gravitate towards. Like, what I'm so interested, fascinated by the psychology of how that originated. How did someone decide that's the that's the commodity, that's the thing that everybody will want? So, I need to jump on this as quickly as possible. That I don't understand. Like next, you know, the next virus or the next pandemic or whatever it ends up being, the next 9-11, like whatever. I'm just curious, like how people go into a store and then they just like, it's like they point at something and they're like, that's the thing that's going to run out. And it none of it makes sense. Like 
let's say another 9-11 happens, and I hope it never happens, but let's say another 9-11 happens. People just point at coffee, and they're like, coffee. Yeah. Like, I need all the coffee. So people just start buying ridiculous amounts of coffee for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, it just oh. is the, the onlooker effect. It's like, oh, yeah. that person has so much of that. I need it too. Yeah. And then you post like, <laughs> I was, I got this. Look what I got. Yeah. I was able to get I was able to get this. <laughs> you imagine bragging about toilet paper. Oh, people are. People are. People are selling it like on the black market. It's crazy. <laughs> oh man, oh man. That is too so funny. So annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it's annoying. I the one sad part is like when it affects elderly people. Yeah. Um you know, you see the occasional pictures, which of course are are isolated situations of like an elderly person just like in a in a deserted aisle just, just like with their around. head down and you, and then the caption is something like think about others yeah, or exactly. something like that like i met this woman and she was crying so i gave her all my toilet paper and i just want you to know that by the way yeah i did it <laughs> yeah i did it so try Hashtag and think COVID-19. about others <laughs> yeah hashtag COVID-19. yeah exactly i don't know it's it's a mystery to me yeah it's it's strange a lot of a lot of people are like i said taking the financial hit a lot of businesses are but i think some are thriving in this type of scenario so i don't know there'll be a lot of reassessment after this all dies down like i said from not just personal but business aspects so still a lot more a lot more to come yeah yeah there's definitely gonna be a lot more to come i'm curious how this next week is gonna pan out and then uh i i don't know i don't think we have a single set date in mind no i i ultimately think it's gonna be up to the economy i think eventually the government's just gonna have to decide it's not going to be next week or anything, but there, yeah, something's going to happen with the economy that's just going to slowly get the machine turning again, mm-hmm. and nothing's going to be able to stop it, and a lot of people are going to get sick. That's my prediction, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's tough to predict the future in situations like this. But we just need a lot of a lot of people need a lot of support right now. Financially. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> that ought to do it. We've done that our part. Ought to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I have opinions. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I I love it when I see, I don't know if you're part of the Wake Forest community and information page, but, uh, if, uh is um, that on Instagram? No, it's on, it's on Facebook. Oh. They have this page that uh, like essentially all of Wake Forest is on it, except for you apparently. But it's, uh, it's got like 40 or 50,000 people that are part of it. And people will post like they're like, you know, things they're going through, like some hard stuff, right? Like, hey, you know, I can't find toilet paper, and the, like it's an actual serious situation. 
Um, and they're like, oh, my, you know, my kids haven't eaten this morning. It's, it's, you know, like people are trying to be like trying to put out their problems and be like, Hey, how can I fix this? Please community help me. And I, that's totally cool. And I think in that aspect, that page is really, really helpful and really amazing. Uh, cause a lot of people end up commenting and they do say like, Hey, what's your address? You know, I'll, I'll drive by and I'll, I'll do whatever I can and stuff like that, which is fantastic. It's this great neighborly feeling about it right. but oftentimes there's i'd say about 10 percent of the comments are legitimate like hey what's your address i'll come and i'll help you or like hey i can venmo you you know 15 dollars or you know whatever it might be or they'll be like hey there was toilet paper at target off yeah. falls of the noose rose yeah. or something like that and then you have about 90 percent of the comments that are just thoughts and prayers or praying for you or you know my thoughts are with you yeah well I'll be praying for you tonight it's just like that doesn't help jack shit the person still doesn't have tp and the person's kid still hasn't been fed yeah, like but we're thinking of them oh thinking of it yeah. <laughs> oh man that's really helpful thoughts. thank you <laughs> yeah they're my thoughts how could you not appreciate this uh, but it's it's like a long list like i'm talking like 50 comments in a row i don't i just that's i don't get that like i don't get how people can't see okay i'm about to write thoughts and prayers right and i literally see 46 other comments in a row that say that, that all say exactly that hey, guess what just think about it don't write it <laughs> think about it just do and it and be happy that you did that to your exactly. own, you're just saying what I did. Guess what I'm doing internally <laughs> in my own mind. We don't care. Keep that to yourself. Like, be proud of yourself for doing something inside your own mind. Don't share it with everybody else. Yeah. Nobody cares what you're thinking. No one. Not one person no one. cares. No, no one. It doesn't help anybody. Let's act, everybody. If you could act on something, on something you say, that's great. Like if you're providing actual help, physical help for exactly. someone, do that. But I mean, you're just, you're, you're, you're only helping your own ego by saying something like that. I think, especially when it's something this, when it's severe, you know? Yeah. It's just like, man, like I, I get, I get it. Like I appreciate Oh, I don't want to appreciate it. <laughs> I don't appreciate a, a word of it. I'm I'm exactly with you. Like I I have that exact same thought. Like keep it to yourself. Yeah. Do it on your own time. You don't need to be telling people. Yeah. I don't. It's just wild. Yeah. Just people's thoughts. Like I don't know. It's it's strange. But, but I imagine that they they do have a sense of like that. They legitimately think for religious reasons, I'm assuming for religious reasons, that they think that it actually helps. Like they yeah, must I mean, if think it's, that. Yeah, right? it's it's the intentions are, are hopefully good, you know. Yeah, but I, I also think that for and I don't know the percentage, but I'll bet you it's it's more than zero percent, there's at least a group of individuals that do that. And they just feel good that they did something, even though they don't actually believe that it actually does anything. 
but yeah. they just want to be part of it. They just want to be yeah, part they of the be quote unquote solution. They want to like under that comment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They want to feel like a good person without actually doing anything that's good or worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to share share important information that can actually help people in the moment. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then and then think about it to yourself if it's just like I'm with you in spirit and my mind and my body. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not I'm actually going to get up from the couch and no. do anything. <laughs> no. How many likes can I get off of this? You know, let me post here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Whatever. Joy. Well, this has been an overall positive podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think so. <laughs> We're sending out our thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah, thoughts and prayers, folks. Uh but uh yeah i do hope that everybody stays safe uh i i'm sounding like i'm winding this down kyle do you want to wind this down (laughs) i I don't i don't want to presume um i mean i don't i don't know i mean unless you had something else that uh you wanted to share i have nothing else prayer request (laughs) <laughs> nope i have neither of those i will say uh if you know wash your hands for 20 seconds okay. cough consciously as in into your elbow I, I i will say out of any practice to protect others do not sneeze just outright and do not cough outright <laughs> I don't care if you don't feel sick. You could easily be, and you mentioned this earlier, yeah. you could easily have the virus and not know it. And the the amount of water droplets, I don't think people are aware because they're invisible to the naked eye, but the number of water droplets that are that are just floating around in the space after you cough or sneeze are insane. And a person just has to walk by at any point, I'm not talking like within 10 seconds. I'm talking within like an hour of time. You'll still have water droplets in the air. So a person just walks into that space and breathes some of that in and you've just infected them. Like that, that is probably the number one thing you can do to protect everybody around you is block your cough. Like, even if it's straight into your hands, like if you can't get to your elbow, that's cool. (laughs) Just get it into your hands and then immediately get up like a robot. Go and wash your hands for 20 seconds with soap. Rinsing it will not work. Yeah. Rinsing it will not work. It has to be 20 seconds. It has to be with soap. Soap actually does something to a virus that destroys it. Yep. Water does not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just want to make that I want to make that public service announcement. Very it's good clear. that you did because although you would assume <laughs> most know this by now, most in fact don't. So I no. got cough open mouth today. Oh in the grocery oh, store. I saw it. Oh. And he just oh. kept talking on his Bluetooth. <laughs> oh man. And I just that... ran, I ran. I ran. Oh, I would too. I totally would too. Because again, 
you don't see it, but it's all over after they cough. Like it's all over the place in yeah. the in the area that they cough, and not for like a foot. I'm talking feet ahead of them. Yeah. Oh, people are just so selfish. It's just unbelievable. I mean, everybody They're- on the earth is going <laughs> through this. Yeah. Like it's a <laughs> universal problem that we all can now relate to this one thing which is like which is scary but also it's unifying in a way and we need to really come together over this and be respectful and like you know it's gonna norm it's gonna level out eventually but just gotta stay as isolated as possible for a while right and then your life can go on as normal hopefully yeah yeah okay well on that note (laughs) there it is i guess we'll uh catch you next week thanks for tuning in yeah we'll see you later